Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Now, here is a motion picture film. And now, ladies and gents, it's your time. The Duda Bimes. Say hello to my little friend. Go ahead. Make my day. Come quietly or there will be trouble. I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Inconceivable. Welcome to the All-American Spook Show podcast. I'm sorry, boys. I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm afraid I can't do that. Welcome to yet another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up? And uh, if, if only you could see us, like, we're, we actually, you know, we see each other on camera here, <laughs> although obviously this is for audio purposes. But uh, Smoke has gone full the dude. <laughs> he, he is abiding... Well, Abiding fully. Well, you know, no, man, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're here for our latest edition of Cult Corner, and uh, we're doing one that I, I, I don't think it's, uh, I'm going out on a limb by saying this is all of one of our favorite movies. If not if not ever, definitely like, you know, a, uh, a top 50, you know, uh, cult type movie, however you want to phrase it. It's, it's a favorite of all of ours, The Big Lebowski. From, from 1998 yeah. we, we spun the wheel we made the deal I, I think we did it over on deadline horror news you know uh, a few weeks back uh to decide this one because we all had our uh our choices that we threw out there and, and i believe donnie this was your your choice yeah. right i believe it was yeah it was yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it uh it won the contest so uh that's i good. am thrilled yeah well same here i mean like I think yeah. the four choices that we put up that particular week, like all of them were winners. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Let's see. It was uh, uh, Mall Rats, yeah. Spaceballs. Yep. And I forgot what you chose, but uh, there was also uh, the Big Lebowski. Howard the Duck Howard was the, the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Howard the Duck. So any one of them would have been great for this, but I'm glad that we we got to the Big <laughs> Lebowski because, correct me if I'm wrong. I think when we first started talking about doing Colt Corner. This was like one of the first ones that came up. Yep. Like, you know, like, well, what's an example of what we're doing here on Cult Corner? Big Lebowski was an example. You know, like something non-horror related that's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much from the moment this movie came out in 1998, this thing has been an instant cult classic. You know, if you like these type of movies. I guess the first oh. question off the top, would you be, would you consider this a stoner movie? Yes and no. I think it's a little thing is like i've watched this stone many times many 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 times (laughs) but like there are there are also little wrinkles in here you know when i watch it you know completely sober that you know you don't really pick up when you're just completely baked out of your mind um yeah yeah, this this isn't one where you you have you don't have to be playing along so to speak you don't yeah you don't have to be like uh (laughs) you know partaking in the devil's lettuce 
to enjoy this movie. Where, where, whereas there are those certain types of movies where you kind of have to. You know, it's kind of the kind of part and parcel of watching some particular movies. I just mean it yeah. basically kind of, I guess, in the sense of like what would most people consider a stoner movie is like uh, Up in Smoke, Cheech and Chong, you know, that kind half of. Half-baked. Half-baked, you know. Yeah. Half-baked. I, you know, like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Those kind of movies, it's not quite in that category of like straight up stoner movie where it's like, it's a bit more, I guess you call it a bit more highbrow than your typical half-baked Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I will say it's stoner adjacent at least, right? Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not, yeah. it's not far off. It's over there on the corner. But, you know, I, mm. I wouldn't necessarily consider it. And the only reason I say that is because I had saw, in some of my research, I had saw it pop up on some, like, best stoner movie lists. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And it seems like we've had another movie that I'm completely blanking on that we've talked about where it was the same type of conversation where, like, they considered it somewhat of a stoner movie, and I don't remember what it was. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, really I, don't I have know. to look at the list of all the movies. We, we've watched so many movies now, you know, as we've done this for uh, three and a half years and over a hundred episodes that like some of them start to blur together. But I remember that. Com- no, I, th- I want to say it was a ginger dead man. <laughs> you know what? You, you would basically have to be fucking stoned <laughs> to either watch it or to like, yeah, let me write this shit. But is that the criteria? <laughs> like you have to Maybe be how that- to watch it? You know, is that? maybe that's it or to enjoy it smoke go ahead well there's kind of two i guess there's two ways right there's movies that are stoner movies that are movies that are best watched stoned yeah <laughs> those movies yeah those is... movies might not even have any actual elements of getting stoned in them themselves it's like, just that you would probably enjoy it more if you were under the influence of something like you know and then there's stoner movies like we're talking about like half-baked or even like this one where there's references to or an act or you know there's a lot of references to drug culture or whatever you know Cheech and Chong movies, as you mentioned, too. So, yeah, there's probably should be two categories. Movies that are fun to watch and get stoned to, and movies that are just about being stoned. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> really, like, and, and really, in um, this movie, the dude is the only one getting high, right? Like, pretty much everyone else yeah. is, you know, <laughs> the, although the whole cast is weird, you know, they're all weird yeah. in their own ways, but he's the only one getting high, you know, the whole movie. So, I, don't, I, I guess it's different than, say, comparing it to The Wizard of Oz or Pink Floyd's The Wall or something where you need to be tripping on LSD or some shit, you know? You know what? <laughs> As soon as as soon as you mentioned uh, and smoke smoke mentioned it, it was uh, uh, as soon as he mentioned you know s- movies that you um, are kind of better when you're stoned. I immediately thought of Wizard of Floyd. <laughs> you know that like when you uh, you play the album. I've you know, I've Dark never Side done that, but I've album. heard so many people say that. Like I, I'm gonna call bullshit until I experience it myself. Ah. Uh, yeah, you you should definitely. You know what? Maybe that's something we do for oh, uh, Cork Warner. That'll be no. That'll be episode two hundred or something. Let's. <laughs> that's, that's that's the episode where we all get together at Josh's studio and eat some edibles and then watch it. Oh my god! No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I said two hundred. No, I'm 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 sorry. I meant episode four twenty. That's when we'll do it. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, we're here to talk about the the Big Lebowski from nineteen ninety eight. So this is a. Uh, our second cult corner because we did uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Remember that was back in uh, episode ninety six. So it's been a minute. Ninety six. It's yeah. it's been a minute since we did cult corner. But now that we have like a, a definitive rotation, uh, where we're going to be doing our normal horror reviews, and in between we're going to do a spook show spotlight, and then uh, 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 cannon fodder, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. cult corner, and that's the rotation: yep. spotlight, cannon fodder, cult corner, and those will be slid in between our choices for the, the regular horror review. So just to kind of let you in on, you know, what to expect coming, you know, going forward. Now this episode is actually the first episode of May. 
So that that I'll I'll go ahead and say we're going to be talking this up for the rest of the month because we do have things kind of planned out well in advance, at least for for the rest of May. And we're just now getting into the planning stages for June. Uh, so that means the latest Craftster Peace Theater poll mm-hmm. should be up now on the socials. I only mention that because this is going to be the first taste you're going to get for what happens in June. We, mm-hmm. we have uh, kind of been flirting about it. And I'll go ahead and throw that out here now, now that we're fastly approaching it. Starting June 6th, which will be episode 111, we're going to begin Camp Spook Show. Now, the premise here is all the movies that we do, starting from there until uh, episode 120, and that comes out on August 8th. So that's the, the window. So pretty much the entire summer, or at least most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all going to be summer camp movies. Not like movies that take place in the summer, not movies about summer, but in particular, it has to involve a summer camp. So yeah. uh, we don't know exactly what all those movies will be yet. Those will come later in the month. We'll start yeah. announcing that. But now, I'm also, just, uh, you, should, you probably should mention that uh, you know it's not just horror summer camp movies. No. It's uh, it's cult uh, yep. summer camp. It would be well, canon if we can find canon one. Canon summer we, we camp. Got, I think we got to dig around for that a little bit. But if yeah, yeah. May, maybe ask uh, Austin. Yeah, um, yeah. We we might have to get his uh, input when we do. Uh, the Memorial Day episode, episode 110, is going yeah. to be ca- our next cannon fodder, and we can go ahead and say what that's going to be. Invasion USA, the Chuck Norris classic. Yep. Will be yeah, that we, day. We would typically do um, like a spin the wheel for that, but that's that's just too perfect. We just decided to go ahead and name it that. Yeah. Memorial Day is always on a Monday. Our episodes come out on Mondays, so since that one's very specific, what what better way? To celebrate Memorial Day with Cannon, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Cannon Fodder. Yeah, I was right. Yep. Then with Chuck Norris and Invasion USA. So, uh, perfect. On that day, we'll ask Austin for uh, any input on uh, what would be a good summer camp, camp spook show, Cannon Fodder episode. Maybe, maybe we can uh, come to some conclusion on that. That'd be fun, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like like Donnie said, uh, the, uh, the whole summer series it's not just going to be summer camp horror movies because those are obvious. Like you know, and we have yeah. a handful of those that you know we'll get to, but we're also going to do at least I think two cult corner episodes during. Yeah, there'll be two cult corners during the camp spook show, and there'll be one cannon fodder during camp spook show, and two crapster piece theaters during <laughs> camp spook show. Not to mention a couple of uh, spotlights and everything else. So, mm-hmm. uh, lots in the planning. We'll get to that later this month. You know, b- before you know it, it'll be here. So, we just wanted to kind of put that out on your radar. Also, another thing to put out on your radar is we just recently joined the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. So, we encourage you to go over to morbidlybeautiful.com, check out everything they have to offer offer there. And there's tons of other, like I guess, brother and sister podcasts now. Yeah, um, on their podcasting network that you, you should go check out. So we encourage you to do that. And, of course, you want to frequent all of our usual things. You can email us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show, Instagram, Facebook, Slasher app, uh, YouTube. You can find us on all those by searching for All American Spook Show. We have a Linktree link down in the show notes. Click on that. You'll see links to all these things that I just mentioned, including our Tee Public shop. We have a logo of merchandise and cool designs and everything. We need to update that with a few new things yeah uh, it's, it's been a minute since we put anything new on there and uh of course we've got patreon.com slash aa spook show where you'll get every month bonus episodes including uh spook show rewind crapster piece theater which we just talked about uh professor puts up his uh retro review articles um 
and of course, every Tuesday we have video mini-sodes, including the Library of the Professor. Um, you don't want to miss any of those. That's every Tuesday over on patreon.com slash Show. So tons of stuff going on in the world of the Spook Show and the world of Morbidly Beautiful and all that. So we return back to the Big Lebowski. So I guess with that, we'll go ahead and toss it the trailer. Wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. You know, uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Ah! Employed? You like sex, Mr. Lebowski. Is this your only ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Jacques Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is the bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier. What do you mean, man? What the hell is this? My dirty undies, dude. The whites. Let's take that hell! Why should we settle for 20 grand when we can keep the entire million? I know you're mixed up in all this. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody. Blow them. Huh? Fabulous stuff. What? Who's sitting on a million dollars? We want some money. Ah! Sitting in the trunk of our car. Where's my damn money? Say, dude, where is your car? Who's got your undies, Walter? This is a very complicated case, Maude. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Is this your homework, Larry? And I would like my undies back. A lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man. Whoa! Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, eh? I like your style, dude. I have no choice but to tell these bums to do whatever is necessary to recover their money from you. They were Nazis, dude? They were nihilists, man. They kept saying they believed in nothing. You figured, oh, here's a loser, you know, uh, a deadbeat. Well, aren't you? Well, yeah. You cannot drag this negative energy into the tournament. Jeffrey. Bond. Love me. Uh, that's my robe. I'm throwing rocks tonight. It don't matter to Jesus. <laughs> this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? All right, there you go. That's the trailer for The Big Lebowski from 1998. So I guess before we get into the background here, uh, Smoke, what's your history with this one? Did you see this back in the theater back in the day when the... When was one of your first times that you recall? No, unfortunately, I missed it in the theater. I saw it on uh, rental on, uh, I guess it was a bit on VHS. Hell, this was 19 1998. That was like the dawn of DVD, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I rented it from, you know, video store and watched it the first time around. And actually, that's another thing, too. I didn't, whenever I see it, look at this movie, I can't really, I can't think of the year it came out. And I have to look it up. And I'm like, yeah. I'm always stunned that it's in the 90s still. Yeah. That it's mm. not 2000 or 2001 or two or you know, I mean, it's close enough. It's 98, but yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, I, I keep expecting 2001 or two or whatever. I guess because so, <laughs> it's so close to the, you know, the turn of the century there, so to speak, that like you, you kind of think that way. Like, yeah, this is early 2000s, it, but no, it's it, not old, you know, basically. <laughs> that yeah. is, that's, you know, well, I'm, well, you know, none mm. of us are particularly great with math right off the top of the head, but uh, <laughs> uh, 24 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 24. 
I mean, it definitely doesn't seem like it's that old no. to me. Matter of fact, it, yeah. it was just 24 years ago back in March. Like, it released March 6, 1998, so it's just over 24 years old. It's crazy. But, yeah, so it was on video first time I saw it. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah you, it's, it's a Coen Brothers film, so, and I was already familiar with them, of course, and through Fargo, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I liked it right away, immediately. And Jeff Bridges, I mean, you got I could pretty much see any movie with Jeff Bridges in it and probably going to enjoy, if I don't enjoy the movie, I'm at least going to enjoy Jeff Bridges performance. Yeah. <laughs> and John Goodman, everybody else in this movie was great. Uh, so yeah, first time around, loved it and seen it quite a few times since on various, you know, don't have it on VHS. This is one. I, I don't have it on VHS. I do have it on uh DVD yeah, and I've, streaming. I've, I've, still got my, I've still got my original DVD copy. I never, oh, yeah. for whatever reason, this is one I never updated it on Blu-ray. So, like, that's what I have uh, here in my hand. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think this was, like, the original DVD from, like, well, maybe not the original. This one came out in 2003. So this must have been, like, another mm. release of it or something shortly after. Or, or it could be, the you know, the first DVD. Who knows? Like you said, like, those early DVDs, you know. It was the first, I think, commercial of, you know, when DVDs became really commercially available, it was either 97, 98, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I had it on VHS. And, uh, oh, you do? Yeah. I I watched this movie every every damn week in college, just like clockwork. <laughs> and it's immensely, it's immensely quotable, man. I mean, you can't even watch this movie, Definitely. man, without coming up with the quotes, man. God, oh, yeah. man. There are so many classic lines. So many. Well, like I said, you know, off air before we started recording, I didn't realize... How many random quotes that, like, I say that are from this movie, you know, and just how much this has influenced me over the last 24 yeah. years. Not until I stop and kind of like, wow, you know, like, that's some random thing I always say. Or that, you know, or whatever, you know, when we're joking amongst each other and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of quotes we pull from this movie and just a lot of random things. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into the background itself. Like I said, it was released March 6th, 1998. Uh, and it was... Uh, um, put out by uh, Working Title Films, and it was distributed by Gramercy, Gramercy Pictures here in the U.S., and then internationally it was Polygram Filmed Entertainment. Um, and now it did actually debut January 18th of 1998 at Sundance, uh, and then it mm. wasn't until March 6th that it got released, you know, wide. But, um, yeah, I, I think by most marks this, this one was a success. It did have a... a for this type of movie, I, I'd say it's a little bit higher of a budget. It was a $15 million budget. And uh, they, they made their money back and then some. It made $46.7 million in the box box office. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they've made tons more just on everything that has happened since then. You know, on home, oh, video, yeah. home video sales. License. Like, yeah, just the license and everything. Like, this, th this thing seemed to take on a life of its own like a lot of cult movies do. Oh, yeah. You know, years after the fact. And this definitely uh, follows suit. There's not many places you can go where you're probably, you know, like if you're going to some touristy place or a pop culture shop or something like that, you're not going to see something that's got the Big Lebowski or the dude. Yeah. Something to do with, you know, this movie. So like we mentioned, it was uh, directed by the Cohen brothers, uh, Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen, who would best be known, uh, you know, from Fargo, um, what, No Country for Old Men, um, tons of things that they've, uh, you know, did before and since, uh, uh, since then, obviously, uh, even mm. before, even before that, I mean, they had done Raising Arizona, uh, Barton Fink, the Hudsucker Proxy, Fargo, like I said, uh, immediately after this, they did Oh Brother Where Art Thou, um, 
the Lady Killers, No Country, like I said, No Country for Old Men, uh, mm-hmm. that remake of True Grit with another with Jeff Bridges. So you know they definitely have a lot of the same type of a similar cast in a lot of their movies. You know, like John, because I know John Goodman's been in a few of those, and hell, he was in Oh Brother Wart Thou. Just come to think of it, in Raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, they have a lot of the same type of cast, but uh, this one stars Jeff Bridges as the dude. I think his his actual name in the movie is Jeffrey Lebowski, right? That's where a lot of the confusion yep. in the movie comes from. Yep. But uh, they just call him the dude. Uh, it's got John Goodman as Walter Sobchak, uh, Julianne Moore as Maude Lebowski, Steve Buscemi as Donnie, Theodore Donald Karabatsos. <laughs> Donnie. In accordance with yeah. <laughs> think your dying wishes might well have been. <laughs> Uh, it keeps going on with the great cast. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. as Brant, you know, the, the, the little, God, that was, little dickhead sidekick. Great. Yeah. I mean, he, he's perfect. Uh, you know, it's a small role, but Tara Reed is Bunny Lebowski. Um, Flea, even fucking Flea yeah. from Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> as, more, as, as a nihilist. That's supposed to be like craft work. I yeah, guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, John Turturro as the Jesus, Jesus Contana. Even a random uh, uh, appearance by Dom Herrera as a Tony the Chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and a small, once again, a small cameo by Sam Elliott as the stranger. He's kind of the narrator at the beginning narrator. and end uh, of yeah. the movie. And uh, a handful of other recognizable faces in this flick. It, it really is great casting. And the soundtrack, too, right? Smoke, like, uh, just, it just, it's perfect. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Tracks yeah, by... perfect for the you know well for the scenes with the dude that you know it's something he would be listening to you know absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, the Credence Clearwater like the the mention of Credence. <laughs> oh you know, yeah. But yeah, I mean you've got Bob Dylan just on the soundtrack, Elvis Costello, Duke Ellington, uh, Moon Dog, Captain Beefheart. You know, like, uh, uh, of course the Eagles, the Stones, Credence Clearwater Revival. I mean, like the, tons of good tracks in, in this in this movie. ZZ Somebody Top. helped. I can't remember who it was right now that helped him out with the uh, choosing. Oh, T-Bone Burnett hmm. was who it was. Well, there you go. Oh, he yeah. was the music movie and helped the Coens choose songs. So, yeah, obviously they they made all the right choices. I mean, it's it's a great soundtrack, and it's mm. and I think it, it works perfectly with the movie, and it makes it really makes the movie kind of what it is. You know, like if you had some generic soundtrack or something that they hadn't put as much thought into, I don't know if this movie quite hits the same note that it does yeah. with these tracks and everything that they selected for it. So it's, yeah, it's certainly a, a little soundtrack that like, like uh, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that yeah. half the movie almost, well, maybe not quite half, but a good, a very good portion of the movie is the songs that he chooses. And I think the Coens are sort of the same way in that same boat. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was 17 years old when this movie came out, you know, I turned 18 a little while after that. So, like, I was right in the wheelhouse of, like, this was my kind of movie because I was already, like, digging, like, Tarantino movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And you just made that connection right there that I had never really thought about too much before as far as Tarantino is concerned. It really does feel Tarantino-esque, doesn't it? Of course, some of the usual information that we go over, it was rated R, a total runtime of one hour and 57 minutes, but it does not feel like no, a one hour and 57 minute movie. You talk about pacing often, Donnie. In movies, yeah, and uh, this is one that is well paced for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I 
I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, get to that. I'll go ahead and throw out the uh, the usual aggregate ratings that we throw out. On IMDb, it gets a rating of 8.1 out of 10 stars. That's a that's a very highly yeah, rated for Usually a lot IMDb. of the movies a lot of the movies that we talk about, especially on IMDb, they're usually like fives and sixes. This one's kind yeah. of eight point one out of seven hundred and eighty eight thousand ratings on IMDb. That's that's uh Yeah. That's definitely a beloved Yeah. Uh, a beloved oh, Yeah, it can know, it continues. Metacritic you know, Metacritic, you know, their scale goes from like you know, zero to hundred or whatever. It's got a seventy one mm-hmm. Metascore mm-hmm. on there. And on Rotten Tomatoes, very impressive. Eighty-three percent certified fresh on the tomato meter. Wow! Yeah, and the audience score is even higher. <clears throat> over there, over two hundred and fifty thousand ratings, ninety-three percent. So this isn't divisive. I think you know you watch this when you love it. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people that you know this just isn't their cup of tea and they don't like it. But for the most part, I've never really heard too much negative about this movie. You know? Yeah, really. I'm not really friends with those people. Yeah. <laughs> Those are people there's there's that, probably some people out there that, that don't like it the way that uh, the dude doesn't like the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I should mention right here, because we were talking about this off, off air before we uh, started recording, there was a, a kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a sequel, it was more of a loose spinoff called mm-hmm. The Jesus Rolls. Now, basically, that one is, uh, you know, John Turturro's role of Jesus Cantana. It's basically a crime comedy movie, you know, with him as the star. It's got a pretty impressive cast. I have not watched it because this movie released like right before, you know, all the COVID pandemic stuff started going on. So I guess maybe it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. Um, but it was a bomb. <laughs> I mean, like it had a budget of four and a half million. It only made $64,000. Uh, the critic reviews aren't kind to it. So I'll reserve judgment mm. myself, obviously, like I always do for when I see it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. And, so, yeah, uh, I think we talked about none of us have seen this, so maybe that's something mm-hmm. we can get to one, at one of these points. I'm just interested in watching it, if nothing else. But um, So there was another movie, although probably well too far after the fact. You know, if you, yeah, if you it think was, it, it probably waited too long, yeah. you know. Last year? No, two years ago? 2020? Well, it came yeah, out came in 2020. Out 2020 so basically a little over two years ago when it came out. 22 years later, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, 22 years 20, years yeah, you're right. 22 after, and and it's not like uh, that character was a huge character. Yeah, it's a memorable no. character. Yeah. What, yeah. what, screen time max is like three or four minutes in, in this movie? Yeah, yeah like, something like that. It's, it's such a it's small not. character. In this movie, it's a good character, but I can't see him stretched out over the course of however long that movie is, an hour and a half, an hour and 40, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It almost it almost feels like uh, you know an SNL skit that takes off and then they make a movie out of it for some reason like it just doesn't have the same shelf life when it's in a feature length film, you know. Uh, but <laughs> once again, you know I'm sure we'll get around to it. I'd like to I'd like to check it out just because I love the Big Lebowski so much. Uh, anything that has anything to do with that, I'm I'm willing to check out. So um, there is that. So yeah, I just haven't I haven't run across it. Um, you know, it's. I'll, you know, if it's streaming somewhere for free, I'll check it out. But like, you know, it's, which actually is a good question: Is it streaming anywhere? Uh, let me uh, look real quick. Yeah, we're... somewhere when we were watching. It is. Where yeah, it, it's, no, it's streaming. I got it here. It's on uh, Philo and Fubo TV. So I think those are like subscription services, right? But it's also on Showtime. Uh, it says it's uh, on for free on Plex and on uh, Crackle. Hmm. Mm. So no. I guess I'll for probably free go, on, uh, go to Crackle. Yeah, Plex and Crackle. It looks like you can watch it. I'm sure that's probably with ads, but still, uh, you know. Yeah, you know. hour and twenty five minutes. 
Yeah. So maybe that's something we'll have to get to, and we'll we'll talk about it here on the uh, on the old show. So is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up I think before we in, start start getting into it? It was on Peacock as well. Well, I know the Big Lebowski's on Peacock. I, I I'm not seeing that the Jesus Rolls is on there, but it could it could be. I don't I don't know. I didn't oh, see it there. Um, Okay, maybe not. I remember seeing the poster. For, I mean, whatever the poster or whatever you want to call it, the little blurb somewhere on some streaming service because we watched the Big Lebowski on the streaming service too. And I didn't even know that. Honestly, that there even was a uh, you know another one. Jesus Rolls. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, another connected movie in the Lebowski verse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Lebowski cinematic universe. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Not. Is there is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into it? Uh, on the background information, I guess, uh, uh, one thing I did find is, uh, uh, a lot of the dude's clothes were actually Jeff Bridges, uh, real clothes. Yeah. Uh, it was his own clothes, uh, including the, those jellies, those <laughs> jelly sandals, yep. uh, which he still has. Um, I want to say I saw him on like Conan O'Brien or one of the late night shows yeah. where he brought those shoes and, and maybe like the, the sweater. You know, like yeah. that little cardigan sweater or whatever that was yeah. that he wore. I think he had that. And he was also talking about a story where, like, you know, the scene where it's the uh, the gutter balls dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah. uh, he, he's floating on the on the uh, bowling alley and, like, he spins around and he's looking up all the skirts of the, <laughs> you know, that little part. Apparently, that was the day that he decided to bring his family to the set for some reason. <laughs> Was the day, I remember seeing yeah, that. Was the day that they filmed that scene, so then he had a lot of explaining to do, like <laughs> to his kids. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Daddy, why are you want? Why are they pulling you down a bowling alley and you're looking up all those ladies' skirts? You know, oh, I don't know. well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. yeah. Something else I did read was uh, uh, this of all of you know uh, the movies that John Goodman has been in. Uh, this is his favorite of the ones that he's he's acted in. He's good in almost everything he does. I mean, I can't remember anything really bad that John Goodman was in that I, you know, like, oh, that sucked. You know, he's uh, good yeah. in everything. He even if the movie isn't the greatest, he's good in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have yeah, to agree. And I, I would have that being said, I would have to agree. This is probably one of his best performances, you know, in a movie. Oh, certainly so. <laughs> if it ain't his best, it's definitely one of his best for sure. What is it? Hey, why it's buttercup? Popcorn and sweet butter, too hot popcorn. Mix it up, wrap it up, buttercup is born. It's delicious. So nutritious. It's a taste delight. It's so munchy. Crisp and crunchy. You'll enjoy each bite. Eat butter crunched buttercup, popcorn at its best. Served in a king-size cup. It beats all the Before we moved on to the other part, I mentioned something about the Eagles, where you know the scene where he doesn't like the Eagles, where he's in the cab, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, "Please turn the Eagles off." Well, that, apparently that came from uh, the other guy I mentioned, T Bone Burnett, who was helping choose the music for the movie. Uh, suggested that the dude would not like the Eagles, mainly because T Bone Burnett didn't like the Eagles, I guess. <laughs> and again, Glenn Fry from the Eagles was like pissed off about this, I guess. And like apparently he confronted Jeff Bridges at a party one time. About it. I don't know what the outcome was. I wasn't able to find the information on what the outcome of that was, but apparently he was pissed off about the fact that uh, the dude didn't like Eagles in the movie. <laughs> Which is an even an even better touch that, like, in that one sequence where they, uh, when you see Jesus, you know, the first time you're introduced to him in the movie, and they're playing, like, that mariachi flamenco band 
whatever you know, yeah. cover of Hotel California. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? That's funny. I didn't even put those two together. I mean, I knew it was a yeah. cover of Hotel California, but I didn't really put that together with the later scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, right. You know. Usually I, I try to uh, remind you off the top, but I didn't. So I'll remind you now before we get deep into it. We are a spoiler-filled podcast, so I seriously doubt anyone listening to this, especially this far, has not seen The Shit. Big Lebowski. If not, what the fuck? Like, just pause this, go watch the movie, and come back and listen to us uh, You know, talk about it for the next 30 or 40 minutes because this is a good one, no question. So anyways, I'll go ahead and... Uh, now, I'm going to do it a little bit differently this time around just because... You know, like you don't need to go deep into the uh, <laughs> deep into the, the the plot summaries and synopsis here. So I'm no. I'm gonna read I'm just gonna read a couple off of IMDb just to kind of get you a feel for what this movie is about and and what happens and everything. We can kind of close up the holes when we're talking about the movie here in just a second. Our little roundtable. When the dude Lebowski is mistaken for a millionaire Lebowski, <laughs> two thugs urinate on his rug to coerce him into paying a debt he knows nothing about. While attempting to gain recompense for the ruined rug from his wealthy counterpart, he accepts a one-time job with high payoff. He enlists the help of his bowling buddy, Walter, a gun-toting Jewish convert with anger issues. (laughs) Deception leads to more trouble, and it soon seems that everyone from porn empire tycoons to nihilists wants something from the dude. Now, that's a synopsis from Ahmet Kozen on IMDb. So, that, you know... Other than that's you know a, the details itself, that pretty much wraps it up, right? Like that's really all you need to know about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and then you like if that doesn't draw you in, um, you're listening. Then, you you're know, listening I mean, to the wrong shit, podcast. Just watch a trailer. I mean, the trailer yeah, yeah. will. <laughs> uh, just, just for full full uh, coverage sake, I'll read one more here because this one's pretty good too. There are two men named Jeffrey Lebowski. One's a lazy, pot smoking, white Russian drinking hippie who goes by the nickname the Dude. The other is a self-made million, multi-millionaire war veteran who lives in a mansion with a full-time assistant due to his being handicapped. Their paths cross when the millionaire's trophy wife owes money to a known pornographer, and she's held in lieu of getting his money repaid. The thugs hired by this pornographer initially confront the dude because they were unaware he has the same name. Wanting payback for his now-destroyed rug, the dude seeks out the millionaire Lebowski. What follows takes the dude and his bowling buddies, Walter and Donnie, on a mission full of intrigue, kidnapping, pornography, nihilist, white Russians, and more white Russians. <laughs> that is awesome. And that synopsis is from uh, Halo 1K over on IMDb. So, yeah, like, you know, uh, with our little discussion here, I'm sure we'll fill in a lot of the gaps because, really, this movie is just more about the moments and the quotes <laughs> than it is, you know, necessarily the story itself. Because, yeah, really, it's kind of like one of those self-contained, like, I know it takes place over multiple days, but it feels like a day in the life of kind of yeah. movie, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, man, like, and you really don't need to know, like, you don't have to be coherent the entire time. <laughs> well, know? now, cause you can right. drift in and out sort of like Donnie does. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, you can, but that helps a lot too, that you've seen this so many times. So, you yeah. know, I would suggest, at least upon your first viewing, pay attention. But in all your subsequent viewings, because you're going to love it, then you can float in and out and pay half attention and drink a couple of white Russians, you know, 
maybe a smoke a doob or something, and then you'll you'll enjoy it either way. But really, the first thing that I wrote down, I think, really encapsulates everything you need to know about this, or or, or I should say, every question or comment you have about it. How cool is this fucking movie? Like, it's just the oh, coolest fucking movie, is it not? Like, you know, just yeah. the whole vibe is yeah, just this cool is, as shit. Yeah, this is one of, I mean, it's it's one of my all time favorites. I think Colt, always always think, will be. I think Colt Corner is a perfect place for us to, uh, you know, put this and discuss it because obviously it's not a horror movie and yeah. this definitely is not on Crafter Piece or any other little. <laughs> definitely not. And not nope. a Canon flick, so you know this is the perfect little spot to to for us to get a chance to. If nothing else, we've made ourselves an excuse to watch this and movies like The Warriors and stuff like you know like. <laughs> yeah. That that's yeah. pretty much I, what I feel Colt Corner is. Is this an excuse to watch movies we really love? Really, and, and, yeah. and you know, come oh, yeah. on here and get to talk about them. Yeah, that yeah, that aren't horror movies, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, that's two slam bang movies right there that we've already covered. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Warriors and Big Lebowski. I mean, they don't get too much more bigger in cult than that. No, no, they don't. Certainly, so, yeah. When he's uh, when he's in the grocery store, <laughs> the first uh, first part of the uh, opening opening of the movie, he writes a check for sixty nine cents. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and that's they're they're quick to, uh, to establish, you know, with Sam Elliott's little narration there off the top that this, and and that's one thing I don't think I'd ever really paid that close attention to was the time period that this is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's supposed yeah. to be the early '90s, right when we had first went to like with the Persian Gulf War or whatever yep. with uh with Iraq. George George W. Bush is on. I mean George H. W. Yeah, yeah, Bush <laughs> Senior or whatever. Yeah, like I'd never really paid attention. Like I just figured it was kind of like present day. You know, yeah. But when he said that, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that that makes some other things make sense." You know, like, <laughs> even like, when he's having the little flashback scene and and, and uh, or the dream Saddam. or whatever, and Saddam Hussein is the uh, the guy giving him his bowling shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> there was, oh man, I just never really placed it. I was just kind of like, you know, all, all these years when I watched it, I guess I just wasn't paying attention when he said that, and like. I was always like just under the impression that it was present day, but yeah, that was pretty good. Right out, right out the gates when the, he's in this house, right, and the dudes bust in and just piss all over his rug. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not the rug! Not on the rug. It really man. ties the room together. Yeah, it ties the room together. And that's really the 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 motivation, the MacGuffin, whatever the phrasing yeah. would be in movie yeah. slang. Like that's the whole reason for the movie right it's because they come in and piss on his rug and yeah really at the end of the day all he wanted was somebody to replace his fucking rug you know like <laughs> that, that, yes. that's his only motivation yeah through the whole movie is his only motivation and then of course you know the offer of twenty thousand dollars helps and you know yeah <laughs> and then that well, then it's the says, spring of the to fuck it up especially walter <laughs> that fucks it up for him. yeah yeah <laughs> so there is uh, a little little uh you know you mentioned uh, money well a little bit on the numbers number side uh the dude says man um 147 times uh in the movie and um, i just love that someone uh, went through and counted all these instances yeah and um so, uh, uh, so what you're saying is you play and, a drinking game and every time the dude oh, says Jesus. man you drink no, no you didn't you, do that no, you'd be an really. al alcohol poison dead by yeah, the end of the day so uh uh, and also, uh, fuck or any variation of fuck uh, was used um, 292 times. What is that about halfway through the movie when you see Sam Elliott again? And he's like, I just wish you didn't. <laughs> I just wish you didn't curse so much. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All right, dude. Have it your way. <laughs> oh man. 
So we we've talked about it the Jesus the Jesus part. Don't fuck with the Jesus. Like yeah. <laughs> we we we've got a, we've personally probably got about two or three quotes just out of that one little part right there. Like the oh weird. man. <laughs> It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, just it's like, such a it's such a classic little introduction moment to such a small ancillary character, but yeah. man, he John Turturro just fucking knocks it out of the park, man. I'm, he I'm, does, he just, yeah, yeah. It was just just perfectly cast, and it's so uh, random. Like it has not, it really has nothing to do with anything else in the movie, no, no. other than just these God. weird cast of characters that hang out at this bowling alley. Yeah, there there are just so many. So many classic lines, you know, you talk about, you know, you said it, man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Yeah. Um, and and Walter. Over the line. And Walter just like doing, like, you know, they do the whole money handoff scene and he says, fuck it, let's go bowling. Because he does that like t- <laughs> two or three more times, you know, like these horrible, yeah, yeah. These horrible yeah. moments right. have just gone That's on. Like, oh, fuck it, let's just go bowling. <laughs> something terrible just happened or whatever or is about to happen. Like, like Bunny, when, when she, when he thinks that Bunny was kidnapped and she's going to die and all this stuff and. Walter's basically done all he can do. He thinks, well, that's it. Let's fucking just go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go bowling. Yeah, that whole money handoff scene, man, he just fucks up everything, right? <laughs> he throws a bag of dirty underwear out the window, and then he jumps out with an Uzi for some reason, and the Uzi goes off. And... Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wrecks the car into the tree or whatever it is right there, the pole or whatever. Yeah. God. Oh, that car awesome. catches hell. That's like another character in the movie right there, too, right? Uh, the dude's car. Yeah. yeah. Leads. It gets, yeah. <laughs> it gets stolen and recovered, and then it smells like a bathroom or whatever. And then the, he's like, You yeah. got any leads? He's talking to the cop, and they get leads. Yeah. We got we got four more detectives working on it right now. <laughs> he got us working in shifts. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, when he, when he, uh, when he's, you know, uh, when he's sm- he's smoking his his joint, and uh, he tries to flick it out the window, and it drops in his <laughs> drops in drops in his crotch, and he and then he um, drives his car right into a dumpster. <laughs> oh yeah, like and then ultimately, like uh, the nihilists come along and burn the car up, and he's like, "Fuck, man, you finally did it! You destroyed the car." <laughs> I mean, it's been through hell. They killed my car. It's yeah, been through Donnie so dies. much. Yeah. And it's so random too. Like, you you almost think like in the melee he 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 got shot, but no, it was just he just uh, yeah. fell over and had a heart attack. <laughs> oh man! Can you get any more classic though than right after he dies and they go and uh, he's they get him cremated and they put him in a coffee can and they go out and throw, <laughs> they go out, they go out and throw the ashes and he just basically just the wind picks it up and throws it right into the dude's face. <laughs> He's just, he just sits there, takes it, doesn't move at all, doesn't like brush it off. He just like, just accepts his fate. <laughs> just like, fuck it, man. He's pretty, he's pre- he's pretty beat down by Walter's bullshit by this point. So he just, <laughs> yeah. he takes it until Walter turns around. And he's like, oh shit, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, then trying he to, gives it he's trying to brush it off. It's in his beard. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, uh, something else is, uh, you know. Um, Aside from um, you know some of those dream, uh, one of those dream sequences uh, with uh, with Maud, you never see the dude bowl at all. Yeah, you're right. You know, I hadn't really never really thought about it, but you're right. I think the only one you really ever see bowl, other than just the other random characters, will be Donnie, right? Yeah. Because do you even see Walter bowl? You you do. Okay. Uh, because uh, that is uh, right after the ringer. He said, "Fuck it, uh, let's go bowling," and then he's just standing there. Okay. Uh, and then and then he bowls. 
Y'all remember? I don't know if y'all ever saw the TV version of this too. Like you know the the, the edited for TV, how they you know cut out. No, I no, I, I don't think I ever did. Language, but uh, you're this movie though is oh. kind of like they, <laughs> they would change stuff to make it sound like something that's not a customer. I not remember. Used. Yeah, I yeah, I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's when Walter was like busting up the Corvette outside, and he's like, "This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass." You know, <laughs> he's like banging the car in the original version, right? But in the uh, made-for-TV version, they change it to, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. I had forgotten more about that. Absurd man. than what he was saying, anyway. So I mean, it's even more funny. Which I've seen some movies like that. They used to do that more so in the. Mid '80s, late '80s, in the '90s, yeah. That's that like, reminds me of. They did that also uh, for uh, Usual Usual Suspects. Uh, instead of uh, "Give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker," said uh, "Give me the keys, you fairy godmother." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. that, that was that was that was pretty fun about the uh, you know if if you had to watch these movies on regular TV edited version. I'd rather watch something like that than where they just cut it out or bleed or yeah. violence or whatever or you find because that almost makes it helps. That's awesome. I had forgotten about that man. Good call. I am the walrus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> that that's awesome too. How like everything, everything Donnie says, Walter's like, "Shut the fuck up, Donnie." And then he finally <laughs> makes like one good point. I can't even remember exactly what it was. He makes a good point and then. Oh. <laughs> he's just yeah, it was, he, the fuck he was he was coming back uh he he was coming back he said um they just posted the uh the the uh yeah, the results yeah, yeah. for the next round robin he said donnie shut the fuck when do we play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was only there was like one other thing he gave him but it was right after he told him to shut the fuck it was when they were in the theater watching the play when they were like doing their little <laughs> when they thought they were like being followers or something they're like doing their little get together and then Donnie mentioned something about the end by the In and Out Burger. Oh, yeah. maybe we can go by the In and Out Burger later. He's like, "Shut the fuck up, Donnie." And then he goes on and on to uh, the dude about whatever. And then he goes, "Yes, by the In and Out Burger, we'll get some later yeah, yeah. or whatever." We'll After his little spiel, you know, he gave him, that was the only two times that he gave him a time of day or whatever. Yeah, we'll get, us, good we'll burgers, get us some good, get, give us some burgers, and have some laughs. laughs. Yeah, it'll be good. Oh man, like, tons of quotes. Like, like, you know, like, especially, mm-hmm. especially with uh, you and I, Donnie, we've always joked because the dude's name is Donnie, so it's perfect. We do the in and out, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, 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 yeah. 24 it years, 24 years strong. Same joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, the one thing, the one question I, that I didn't write down that I, that I just thought about was what was the deal with the kid? You know, because you reminded me about it when he goes out there and smashes the car and, and then the guy yeah. comes out, you you busted up my car. I just bought it last week. And then, I kill your he, fucking I, car. And he just beats the shit out of, of the dude's car. We Yet another thing that happens to the dude's car that I failed to mention. But w- what was the deal with the kid? Like, why was so, the kid's homework stuck in the seat? And like, I don't remember if they ever made like a true connection there, did they? No. <laughs> No, I think he's just a red herring. Like somehow his homework was in there, right? Or was it? Yeah, like how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Like they, well, was it? They were parked outside in the uh, in in the handicap spot, and then uh, was it they? They thought the car was towed, but it was stolen. The kid's dad wasn't kid's dad wasn't an iron lung, so maybe the handicap spot has something to do with that. I don't. I don't know. I don't. No, I don't. but no, I'm just, no. you know, you're trying to tie up an end. Like, because it seemed like they pretty much no tied idea. up all the loose ends except for, like, where the kid fit in. Like, 
You know, kind kind of like this is this is way off, kind of off topic. But if you're in an iron lung, I don't think you can go anywhere. Yeah, probably. I think not, you just yeah. stay in that iron just, lung. Yeah, yeah. Because if you did, you you can't breathe and you die. I think it's pretty much breathing yeah. for you, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, you just, it, that that was the only weird time, and it was a funny scene and everything. And maybe that's yeah. really all that matters, you know. But like, as far as tying up all the loose ends at the end, they pretty much. Brought it all home except for that little part. Like, what the hell did that have to do anything with anything? No. Um, yeah, I guess that. I mean, unless there was something else you guys wanted to mention, that that's pretty much a wrap on. I mean, like we've talked quite a bit about it. And oh man, here's a little speculation. If you want to talk about the kid one more time, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, like say say that maybe the kid did steal the car, right? Mm-hmm. And the briefcase was in the car. The briefcase had they find out had what phone book in it, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe the kid took the million out and put the put the phone book in there, and then the family has the million dollars. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe that's the part where, like, you know, you, you, if you had had a time to sit down and talk with uh, the Cohen brothers or whatever, you know, about like this movie, that'd be the one thing. Like, well, what do you think happened? You know, like that's the one little thing they left yeah. out for you to kind of figure out yourself, kind of thing. You know, the yeah. But now uh, that part I just talked about, I can't remember where they did the million, where the where the phone book fit into it. was that during somebody's flashback showing them putting the phone book in there was it the uh was it the big lebowski did no, they show I him in a flash piece of the phone book in the briefcase it was a um it was it was a little later on in the movie though i think it was um, towards the end when they were it was more of like an expose type yeah i just couldn't remember where i remember i remember them showing somebody in some scene putting the phone book in there instead of a million dollars or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. i just couldn't remember yeah content. So my, my little uh, fake theory of the kid probably wouldn't fit anyway. The context probably <laughs> would have been blown out by the Tennessee or, or the memory of yeah. putting it in there. It's probably in a scene where it didn't involve that, you know, <laughs> showing them actually doing it or whatever. Well, the only thing you know is that the, the kid's homework got in there somehow. So that means they either shot yeah. something that they cut out or it just was never meant to go anywhere. It was just mm. some random hobo had it for some reason and left it in that car. And then, you know, maybe it had nothing to do with anything. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> No. Maybe, maybe, the maybe. Stole the car for a joyride or whatever it was he did with it and never found the briefcase or yeah. or found the briefcase and saw it's full of uh phone books and didn't care <laughs> maybe it was jackie treehorn i just wanted, i just wanted to say his name because we haven't said jackie treehorn yeah <laughs> hey dude thanks for coming i'm jackie treehorn <laughs> that's been uh, my bowling name uh, yeah a couple yeah. of times and, and and to reference uh, over the top, I usually use <laughs> Bull Hurley or Lincoln Hawk. Yeah, when we put in the I've used Lincoln range. Hawk yeah, a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> Lincoln Hawk. God, man. So yeah, awesome. we're, we're on a pretty good run here with uh, the Big Lebowski this week and Phantasm last week, and we did over the top before that. Even Deathgasm, man, we've had some uh, really good ones here lately. And two Dang. weeks two weeks before that, Night of the Living Dead. So we've 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 been able to mark off some pretty good ones here on the list and. This is yet just another one. So I guess that'll naturally lead us into our star rating. So, Donnie, since we did spin the wheel, but this technically was your choice. Oh, you go yeah. first. This is a super easy one for me. Uh, this is one of my personal all-time favorite movies ever. Uh, for me, uh, all of this movie is perfect. All of it. Uh, so that leads right into my five-star rating. Wow. Another uh, a first. Well, not, not a first, but... Uh, other than the reanimator, uh, smoke rated reanimator five stars. Now, granted, this is cult corner, so it's kind of the little side thing, but 
Mm. Yeah, only the uh, not counting the cannonballs, you know, of the yeah. cannon fodder series. This is the first time we've had another five star rating, so that's that is big. Mm. And of course, Will's not here today, so we can't get his rating. We'll get it next time. But Smoke, what do you got to say? Oh man, I, oh this movie sucks. I'm gonna give it a half a star. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've just I've just been glowing just to uh, just to impress you guys, but really fuck this movie. <laughs> no, it's uh oh, I mean, what what more can be said really about the Big Lebowski that 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 we didn't even talk about on? I mean, well, I'm sure there's plenty more trivia and stuff, but what yeah. more glowing things can be said about the Big Lebowski that we didn't already? Uh, it's a great film if you like cult movies, if you like comedy, if you like. Hell, if you even like, you could almost call this movie a neo noir for a certain amount of it. It's got a little, it's got some nods to some Raymond Chandler type private detective stuff and whatnot going on. And even though it doesn't have the, uh, you know, the look of a neo noir film, but it's got that private eye stuff. It's got Los Angeles as a sort of a, a character in the movie too, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just all the characters. As we mentioned, it's got this sort of a, it's got the soundtrack going for it. Act galore. I mean, the whole cast is amazing. I'm, I think I'm going to go with it. At least I can't go any. I certainly can't go any lower than a four and a half on it. So I'm going, going with a four and a half. I can't say that I disagree with anything you guys have said, and I, I can't. I can't even wholeheartedly disagree with giving it a five. But for me, that's that's rare air. I, I got to hold on to five for personal reasons. For like you know, just fucking epicness, perfect, like a personal top ten movie. And although this is possibly a fringe top 10 personal favorite for me it's not top 10 so i'm gonna go four and a half like smoke um but good lord you know <laughs> a five and two four and a halves man like and and i yeah. i'm gonna go out on a limb and say will's probably not gonna be too far off from these <laughs> um yeah. we'll see what he says but yeah you can't go wrong with this movie man it's such an awesome movie i i, I can't tell you how many times i've seen it i enjoy it every time it it there i dare say it even gets better with age you know like it doesn't it definitely mm. doesn't get worse Definitely not. It's not. No. It's not dated at all. You know, even mm-hmm. though it's a, a movie from 1998 that is supposed to be about the early 90s, it feels like something that could have, you know, could have been made last week. Uh, mm-hmm. It holds up. I mean, what more can you say, man? It's 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 really a great flick, and I'm glad we we were able to do it on here and have have a chance to yeah. just talk about it because I, you know, like I said, if nothing else, it's a good excuse to watch it again because I just love this movie. So four and a half for me, and we'll get the consensus when we can get Will's, but. Uh, of course, on uh, Colt Corner, we don't do kill counts and gore score and everything because that just doesn't make sense. But we still mm. do the Colt connection. So, Donnie? Donnie, where's the <laughs> Colt connections? Come out and play! So, well? Oh, man. Wait, before you get into the Colt connection, uh, let, me, let me just say before you do that. that <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> I'm just gonna let these things. <laughs> 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 gonna let that play out. I find it hilarious that people who have never seen the Warriors before in their life that watch the show are like, "What in the hell? Yeah, what is that?" No, come on. <laughs> Even if you haven't seen the Warriors, you probably know that scene, right? Like the little. Yeah. You yeah, know, you should. You should know that scene. I know there's some the people that won't know it, but you yeah, should I'm, know it. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people. Yeah, you're right. There's, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... Uh, typically, so, um, if you're just joining us, uh, typically what we do with the, uh, uh, cult connections, uh, we also do it with, uh, some of our other movies or I'm sorry, our other series, uh, we connect the current movie episode by any cast or crew connections 
to past spook show episodes. Um, so for this episode, uh, um, the big Lebowski, uh, we do have a one cast, uh, connection, uh, Christian Clemenson, who played the eager note taking cop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that, you know, would be the best uh, way to describe him. Uh, he was also in malignant, uh, which hmm. we covered in, uh, 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 I don't recall the specific that, that episode. Was episode ninety-one. Episode ninety-one. Okay, yeah. So he was a malignant, and on the crew side, um, one of the uh, special effects uh, uh, crew members, uh, J.D. Street, uh, was in Smoke's favorite, uh, The Curse of La Llorona. Um <laughs> And then uh, there was also uh, uh, there that, was that was episode couple... that was episode fifty-six, by the way. Oh, it was if for some yeah. reason you wanted to go listen to that. Yeah, that's episode why 56. I didn't, you know, elaborate. You should watch that instead of watching the movie. Anyways. Well, I'll give you that. Yeah, you should definitely listen to that episode. <laughs> In, just skip the yeah, movie instead yeah. of just skip the movie. Yeah. Um, and then there was also uh, several uh, stunt crew members that were uh, also on Critters. Mm. And that I'm one... sorry, there was just one. I'm sorry, that's a different. Uh, yeah. Now that one's going so, back. We did Critters. Got that was all the way back in episode eleven. So you got to go yeah, deep into the archives for that one. Yeah. I didn't think I'd hear a connection to uh, Big Lebowski to Critters, but once again, <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, you never cease to amaze. There that's you go. what we do, man. All right, well, I guess that's pretty much it for uh, the Big Lebowski. I mean, really, there's not much more we can say. I mean, it was basically just the last the last hour or so of just us spewing uh, love for this movie. So, And it deserves <laughs> yeah. every bit of that and then some. This this is a Certainly so. great movie. So, uh don't forget, next week we've got uh, Smoke's Choice, where we're going to be uh, talking about Session 9. Uh, that is one that I have not watched, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm. And uh, then after that, Episode 108 will be the next Spook Show Spotlight. We haven't quite got down exactly what the theme will be for that one yet, but I'm sure it'll be another cool topic that we'll have to talk about, and that will lead us straight into Episode 109 the week after that, where we dip back into the Hellraiser series with Hellraiser 3. So... Big plans for uh, throughout the month of May, and then, of course, Memorial Day, we've got Invasion USA, our, our next cannon fodder, leading us into the big summer event, Camp Spook Show. So lots of cool stuff on tap. Um, you don't want to miss a thing over on Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash Show. Find us on all the regular socials. Um, you can't you can't miss the Spook Show. And, of course, uh, go check out morbidlybeautiful.com and all the other brother and sister podcasts over on the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. So... For Will, who uh, you know was on assignment, couldn't be with us today. Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are from the All American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you. <laughs>